Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Marjorie Punnett. I'm Elizabeth Reese. This is The Nest, our mini-show that's all about the delightful and delicious things that make our homes just where we want to be. This week, we were talking about kindness, raising kind children, and sort of putting the value in who they are as people uh, rather than just on achievement. And then we're in the holiday season. So I think that kindness and empathy and thinking about other people, this is a really lovely time of year to think about some tangible ways that you can do that and you can pass those values along. Okay, so I have a couple of ideas, Marjorie. Please, please. Of things that not only um, I think are really important for kids, but as you get older as well. And this really comes down to gift giving and how overwhelming gift giving can feel and how it can actually ruin the spirit of the holidays. There you go. When it becomes all about the stuff and not about the experience. So, okay, number one, this is something that my parents did with us when we were kids and I um, am instituting with my own children as well. And this is buying gifts for each other with their own money. Even oh, when I do they're like very, that. very small. I do so like that. The first time we did this was um this past summer. Bernadette was four and Franklin was turning two. And Bernie has all sorts of money. I mean, she gets money from things. <laughs> I she has like I love that idea. jewelry that she's boxes got all of money. Sorts of money. I don't know where this money is coming from. She has money in all sorts of <laughs> currencies. She was into money in different currencies for a while, so friends of mine were like bringing money. They, I, she has like South Korean money. She has Bahamian <laughs> money. This. She has all this stuff. So, um, but when we were kids, my parents were big on having us buy gifts for our siblings with our own money. So we would do little tasks around the house to earn money, and then we would take that money and we would go and spend it on our siblings. And I mean, it was literally Marjorie, like then I think it was like $2. Okay. Right. So this year for Franklin's birthday, Jay took Bernie out to the store and said, okay, we're going to use your money and you're going to pick a gift for Franklin. She was so excited to use her own money to buy a gift for Franklin. Now I think she did go a little over budget and I'm pretty sure Frank uh, Jay subsidized something because they came (laughs) home with quite the extensive roaring dinosaur toy that I was like, I feel like this was more than like $4, but whatever. The principal was still there. Right. And that's great. Brought it home and then she got to give it to him and have him open it up. And this was from Bernie. And she went and bought it with her money. And oh, what great. happens is when you do this and you start this really young with kids, because this is what really happened with us. And it's one of the things that my mom is the most proud of that she really instituted with us that and getting us in the habit of writing thank you notes, but was that we were more excited as kids to give our sisters the gifts that we'd purchased for them than we were to get our own gifts. There you go. Oh, that's wonderful. I mean, it's huge. It's like a huge lesson. And and doing that with having them spend their own money is totally the key. 
Love that. Yeah. Love, love, love that. It's really good. Okay. And the other thing that we've done, um, with our family, and this is in, um, in my family, my immediate family. So there was a time when everybody was buying a gift for everybody else, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, and we were spending, I don't know, 30 to 50 bucks on every person, right? It's kind of what, that was sort of what it was ending up being. Right. And so it was becoming so stressful to have to find something in that price range to give to each person. We started feeling like we were just trading money and it was like all this little stuff that we were ending up with. And so what we did is among my mom, my two sisters and me, so there's four of us, we draw names Oh, perfect. and we have a spending limit with that person and um, we draw names and then I only buy for that person. So this year I'm buying for my sister, Katie, and she's the only person that I'm buying for. And I have a bigger limit, so I'm not spending just 50 bucks. I've got a nice like amount that I can, I'm not really saving any money. I'm saving some money on this deal, but not that much. I'm just being, I'm, I'm thinking only about her and curating a really fun gift opening experience for her. See, that's great because then you have more of a chance of getting something that she really, really might want and that she really, really might not buy for herself. And then I'm also just not overwhelmed and having to just like check one other person off the list. And then the guys do the same thing. So my dad, my husband, my two brothers-in-law, they do the same thing. The four of them, they have a different spending limit and they draw names and then they get pumped about just buying for that one person. And it's really helped, especially as we've had kids, where still as the adults, you get the excitement of buying a gift and receiving a gift, but it's not so overwhelming and it doesn't make it feel like I've got a hundred things on my to-do list over the holidays. And so all I'm doing is resenting that I have to do all of this shopping. It's really made it a lot more fun. So if you can work out some sort of simplification of the gift giving, I really can't recommend it enough. It's amazing. which still models for all of the kids that are involved now, the cousins, that it's not about the pile. It's not right. about how many gifts you're going to get. It's about the intention and the thought and the kindness that goes into the gift, which I think is is what's important. And so we earlier this week, we were talking about kindness, and I was thinking about modeling. And that's such a big thing for me, I think, because I had children so young, I had to think so much about who I was going to be in front of them because my behavior wasn't always good. I'm I'm a bit of a brat sometimes. And so it forces you to think about, okay, who am I going to be and what kind of children do I want to raise? And so when we talk about kindness, especially I think, you know, during the holiday season, people will talk about volunteering and they'll talk about all of the good things you can do, which that's great. I mean, I think any time that people are going to talk about how you can extend kindness out of your family into the world is a good thing. Of course, we know at Christmas that conversation sort of takes it, take, everybody takes it sort of to a new level. Right. And so I was thinking about some of the um, things that I used to do with the kids that made the kindness that we were trying to model with in our home move it out into the world. And these are simple things to do. One of them was as basic as goodwill, is involving the kids in going through their own things about what they were going to give away, yeah, why they were giving them away, and then they would always go to goodwill with me. Mm-hmm. 
and we would drop them off. And I'm I'm not going to put too fine a point on it. I mean, this wasn't like we were holding hands and it was this amazing moment. But it was modeling the behavior. Everyone's yeah, rainbows, no. ice cream cones. We were decluttering. But I wanted them to know that it was – you know, it's a part of a, circ- a big circular economy of not wasting and of sharing and moving things out that you don't need anymore. And I think those are good conversations to have with your with your kids. Um, the other thing that I was I, I picked out for you as we're talking about gift giving um, is I did this for my mom one year. I'm pretty sure I haven't done it routinely, and every year I think I'm going to do it more, and then I forget. But I remembered it again this year as Heifer International. Oh, yeah. Have you ever done this? I haven't done it, and I think about it all the time. Yes, it's such a great idea. You can give, and I just think your kids would love this idea. You can give somebody a flock of chickens. And I just think they have chickens in their backyard. Yeah, there's nothing more valuable than a flock of chickens, in my opinion. Than a flock of chickens. And I just think for kids, especially like I think about Bernie and Franklin, they know what it means to have chickens. They know that it puts eggs on the table, that you can give that as a gift to somebody else, which I think is kind of a cool thing for parents to think about of how you And you, you do can that. do it for a flock of chicks for 20 bucks. Yep, for 20 okay, bucks. Okay, that's really... Isn't that okay, fun? This is really cool. I'm totally going to do this with my kids. We're going to pick this out and we're going to get to pick what they want to... Um, if they want to do a flock of chicks or whatever they want to do. That's really great. Isn't that sweet? And then the last thing I would say is people think about what your kids are capable of and the kind of kindness that your children are capable of. Something that um, my husband was always, when we lived in Atlanta, he was in charge of the dining hall for the homeless breakfast. So he did it for two or three years. And what that meant is he was in charge of setting up the homeless breakfast, you know, chairs, tables, all of that. And then, no big surprise, my husband was the greeter, which he loves nothing more than to greet people. So (laughs) he was the greeter at the door. Very early on, Gar would go with him starting at about six. And Gar would set the tables. He would do the salt and pepper. He would put out the chairs. He would make sure there was ketchup on the table. And then when they would open the doors for the homeless breakfast, Gar would stand with his father and he would greet the homeless men and women that would come through the door. And what's interesting about that, and this is the cool thing about having older children, is you can see the things that you did when they were young. You can see how they play out in life. And Nothing makes me prouder than when Gar calls and tells me one of the things that Gar does now, if somebody asks him for food, and I'm going to cry because I just, it makes me so happy that he does this. If somebody asks him for food on the street or money, he doesn't do it every time. But if he has sort of an okay feeling about it and it feels safe and all of those things, he just takes them into the, like the convenience store. Yeah. And says, just pick out what you want. Do you want a sandwich? Do you want to, do you want, you know, a soda? And he says more often than not, the guys, you know, it's usually men, and they're like, really? He's like, yeah, yeah, just get get a sandwich. Get. Do you want more? Do you want chips? What do you? Just get what you want. And what I love about that is because from a very young age, Gar, because he was with his father at the homeless breakfast, just at a very young age, realized these are just men. These are just people. These are just people who, for whatever their circumstances— they might be hungry, but they're not you know, They're not out to harm you. They're not out to hurt you. And I think that that was a really good lesson for him in learning how to be kind outside of your own comfort zone. Yeah. That you can spread that kindness in, in, in a much larger way, and it doesn't take that much to do it. And the upside of that, when he was a kid, we lived near a park called Piedmont Park in Atlanta. And I remember taking him to the park, 
and no fewer than like six guys were like, Hagar! <laughs> you know, and I just felt so safe there because they were just as kind as they could be to him. And the kindness that he and my husband showed them, when Gar was in the park, they showed it right back to him. And it was very sweet. It all comes down to humanization and treating people with respect. Yep. It's a big thing. Yep. And it is. And it starts um, with. It starts with raising your kids so they have respect for themselves. Yeah, it totally does. Oh, so sweet. I love it, Marjorie. Good stuff. If you are enjoying this podcast, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and share it with a friend. And if you're super motivated, give us a little review at Apple Podcasts. And please reach out to us. You can find both of us on Instagram at Best to the Nest or at Eliz Reese and at It's Me Marjorie One. We're also on Facebook and Twitter. Have a lovely, relaxing week, Elizabeth. Yes, I will. You too, my friend. I will. Till next time. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.